I got fired up when I hear that shit. It's like, I like Ferg, man. I love Ferg. Ferg's probably my favorite one now. Ferg's like, well, he knows right now that... Yeah, he knows he has it. He has the baton. But I don't think he should be shitting on Rocky, man. No, Rocky was the first one. Rocky was the method man. Yo, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I didn't like method man. (laughs) You didn't like method man? I fucking hate method man. (laughs) Wow. And if you don't know, now you know. Yo, Clem, you might have to do the intro this week. I'm a Yo, little, a little sounding a little man, under the weather. I don't even it. know what to say. I mean, this is now you know podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, I'm your host, Clement. Ooh, that feels good saying that. I never yeah. said that Yo, before. You know Yo. what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, Steve's in the house. Back. Yeah, I'm Steve's back, baby. Back. Don't worry. Took a little breather, had to get a couple reps in, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> a little swan dive. We here, baby. Yo, Anthony's here in the cut with the yeah. low-ass voice. Yo, fresh out surgery, you know. Fresh out of surgery, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Wire. Yeah, through the wire. And we have our guest. Special guest. Special, special guest. Don't know special guest. Yo, what name? <laughs> Which name do we go with? Who cares? <laughs> Yo, my name is Ginnup Snaps, a.k.a. Kool-Aid Lover, a.k.a. Curry Eater, a.k.a. Yes. Fire, 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 <laughs> a.k.a. Cool Chill, man. You best do that. Yeah. <laughs> also known as Nestor Winrush. <laughs> <laughs> or various other names. He's going to be joining us for the show today. Yeah, we need I'm more I'm going to try and talk less. That reminds us we need more AKAs. More AKAs, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Johnny Blaze. <laughs> Ain't a damn thing changed. Um, but yeah, basically the way that this podcast works is every week we pick something new, we pick something old, and uh, we talk on it. So something like we you haven't heard of, hopefully. Yeah, something hopefully something you haven't heard of. When we say old, we mean like five years. Oh, you okay. know what see, I'm I needed that clarifying. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah because yeah. when I think of something old, I mean, now we're getting into this whole thing of relativity, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and eras. This guy was going on yeah. in this about okay, so, so, oh, shit. okay, so this whole thing of, of old, and, and, and because of the space that I work at, this came up actually recently. Okay, so perfect. I'm at, I'm at 393, which is a satellite of the graffiti gallery. We have Super Duty Tough Work that yep. is uh, being a part of the workshop. Yo, guy, why you got your phone all ringing up, guy? <laughs> Out here, you, you know what you do in a podcast, eh? Yeah, I mean, real you know, professional, real professional. Here, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yo. people want to get a hold of me. At least we, they know. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, they know how to get a hold of me. They ring my phone. They ring my line guy. Yo, at yeah. least, at least they know we're not in space because we're still getting calls. Here, hold yeah, on. Man. I'm gonna. Oh shit! He <laughs> needs to yeah. take this one. That's his mom for sure. That's his mom for sure. This is popping, I guess. Yo. So, anyways, at the spot. We have like a whole bunch of youth, young artists coming through. It's free. Coming through 393, Portage Place, Skywalk. Anyways. And some of them were saying, we need to hear some new school stuff, not like just old. And Marisol, the keyboardist, she says like, I need to know what you guys think is old school. Right. Because Mm -hmm. there are people in there that are 25. Mm -hmm. And then there are people in there that are 15. Right, right, right. So it's like to the it's 15, relative. 16 year old, old school could be two years ago, even. Yeah, yeah, for real. To the 25 year old, it might be five. Yeah. To me, that's 
not 25 years old. <laughs> old school to me is like 15. Sorry, I shouldn't even say that. Old school to me is before I even was listening to rap on a regular basis. Oh, wow. So I'm thinking like early 80s. That's my perspective. Yeah. You Yo, know so what I mean? Let, so, let, me, let me take this as a jump off Okay. Point. Where, how does hip hop enter for you, or where does hip hop enter? Oh man, for you? I just answered this question a, a little while ago. Um, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that, it was probably just like off of hearing. Okay, hold on, jump off for me, like you for you, like, like for it's you. in terms of make sense and make me want to do it when you're like, like no, 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 like, yeah, fall in love, like when you, when you're like, oh, this is my genre of music, or and I'm gonna. Be continuous. Oh, it was it was totally like, cause I hated LL Cool J. Um, Damn. I really <laughs> really liked BDP. Okay. Okay. I liked yeah. I liked Dela. Mm -hmm. I liked P. I liked PE a lot. Um, mm -hmm. like Public Enemy. Yeah. And uh, that was probably the point that it like jumped off to me. Okay. So we're talking like late eighties, early nineties. Late eighties. Late eighties. Okay. Late eighties. So like. Okay. Run DMC, I was still on the fence about. I remember that as a, as a kid. Mm. I just thought they looked cool. I was like, yeah, right, they right. dress good. Um, and EPMD, like EPMD was was my gold right there. But yeah, it's like I had a younger, I had an older cousin, and she collected tapes. And uh, BDP was the go to right there. But I mean, otherwise it was like Grandmaster Flash, Furious Five, and. Uh, all that business beforehand, Curtis Blow the Breaks, anything you could actually like get okay. your hands on or hear, um, like at some sort of family gathering or some social in Winnipeg or whatever it is of Caribbean people. Just, and I had an uncle that was into records too, like just got exposed. But at that moment, it was like BDP. Heavy BDP Public Enemy was just like that was it. That was the biggest thing. That was, that was it. Yeah, okay, it was so like, then, so when you say old school, you're talking like Sugar Hill Gang. Old school like to me is like old school to me is like here we man. it's like like that's that's straight up like it's the the fundamentals, the building blocks of yeah. what is rap. Yeah, yeah, and and like the production was completely different. And the, the rhyme patterns were completely different as well. You always had the rhyming couplet, which was involved, but it was filling up those that, that one, two, three, four is completely different than, or was completely different than what it became in post-Rakim era. Yeah, post I always say that there's a pre-Rakim okay? and a post. So, yeah. And I yeah, mean, yeah. I could talk about post-Rakim like from here <laughs> to, to, to end. And I'm trying to figure out if Jay-Z is the other mark. Of, oh, of okay. Be before and post. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's the next one. It's like is that the next one? And then so post Rakim or pre Jay Z? Or pre Jay Z? Right. That's like it's like okay. So post Rakim, you got Nas, you got mm -hmm. A Z, you have all of the Queensbridge stuff. So Mob Deep, um, stuff that people other right now that are listening to this podcast would not know, like Mike <laughs> Geronimo and shit like that. Mike Geronimo. Uh, so, anyways, Jeez, their patterns please. were very much similar to Rakim. The slowdown, fitting in how many syllables into a bar, where your rhymes would fit in, so on and so forth. Wait, wh wh where does 
where does Kane fit in there? Oh, Kane, don't don't talk about Kane. Oh shit, see, what Kane, I do? See Kane, Kane, <laughs> Kane. So all right, <laughs> yo. So let's go, let's go. So now no, we go, we gotta address this. <laughs> so I didn't like LL Cool J to begin with. Uh huh. Licking his lips and all sorts of ting. But <laughs> I gotta just yo. That guy always just. Anyways, he was a kid <laughs> that was getting on, and it was good. Good for him. But when I saw Kane, I was like, this is the truth right here. Yeah. Because Kane was a dancer. He could rap his ass off. He had the punchlines. Yeah. He had the swagger. He had all those things, and he was also, like, Afrocentric. Everything that everything. LL was not. Yeah, yeah. Right? So he was everything that LL was, but also was not. Yeah. And it seems so much more authentic. And Kane could incorporate so many different styles. The man was writing for everybody at that point. People yep. like yeah, he, yeah, th- yeah, these are things that yeah. were, are lost right now, right? So it's like he's writing for Bismarck. He's writing for, he was writing for a, a number of people in Juice Crew. Like yeah. he was Kane was the ghostwriter before ghostwriters. And in his own styles that he did on his on his own records, the man was ahead of his time. And um Cool G rap, I'd put ahead of him, but Kane was that balance. Yeah. And I think that when Jay came out and switched up his style, I t- think he took a lot from Kane. Yeah. yeah like that whole persona of mm. being smooth, smooth playboy type in shit. control. Yeah, yeah. Like, Boss, it was, he has that line about how he, he wanted to rhyme like Common, but it hasn't been rhyming like Common since. But yeah. he basically, he de evolved from that. I shouldn't say de evolved. He differentiated from that style of his, yeah, 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 to Jazzle, more yeah. of a cane-controlled style, and um, it worked. And it's like, yeah, there's definitely a, a before Jay, because Jay never rhymed like Nas until the last record. Um, <laughs> Is that an old man joke? What? Is that an old man joke? Yo, yo, trust me. <laughs> Uh, those, anyways, <laughs> I'm not getting into Yo, we've things. taken him so far off. I know, tangent. I love so it. So, what's ta- up there, Mana? How are you, man? Mana in the house. Yeah, Mana's in the building. This man's in the building. This man's the coolest man in Winnipeg. If you want to yeah. argue, yo, trust me, there's many bridges you could jump off. Okay, so yo. <laughs> pardon? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yo, I didn't ask about who was the best rapper. No. It became more... <laughs> It became more like convoluted and more yeah. like and and before you walk through the door, that's what we started with actually. So way to bring it back, right? <laughs> so it's more like when this idea in athletics and in rap and and I'm glad that it came up in Facebook that someone differentiated, but in athletics and rap, who is the best? Who is the greatest of all time? Damn. That comes to Did you see that? No. That oh, comes to you. era. Yeah. That definitely comes to era. Yeah, and it has what to. you were exposed yeah. to, it has and to. when you were exposed to. Too subjective. No, that's the thing. Like you have to have the best of the eras, and the best yes. of the eras have to have a showdown. Yeah. And growing up, right? I didn't understand that business. Like watching ball, watching baseball, which I was really into as a kid, and rap. It was just like no. When you get older and you have watching, like Oscar Robertson, um, Kareem come through. Dr. J, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Then you finally get perspective in maybe Oscar couldn't play with Michael or right. maybe Michael couldn't play with Oscar right. because of the different fouls and different rules. 
the biggest that, one. But biggest you one is a building wilt. block. You know what I mean? Like wilt dropping a hundred. Yeah, is never gonna happen in any other era. No, 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 because people would plan for that shit. Right. And it's like no matter how good wilt was, he may have reached eighty. He may have reached seventy, but there's no way in hell he would have reached one hundred in today's game. No, no, no. But Wilt was an accomplished player. He could pass because he developed that. He could. He definitely could shoot. Um, he had great footwork, and he became more a better defensive player as well, and a great rebounder. Yeah, but you can't tell me that Wilt could have played against Shaq and and been as effective. Yes, he could have. Wilt, I don't think so. Wilt Wilt was more nimble. Yeah. Wilt was a smarter player. Than Shaq. Okay. And I say that because the teams he was playing against, like, so you got Bill Russell that he was against all the time. All right. Uh, Now we're getting into basketball. (laughs) Yo, I think this is going to be, this is going to be an L, it's going to be an L podcast. podcast. for real, man. Uh, So (laughs) you got those. I want and and because I, I came in with rap mindset, I don't have basketball mindset. Yeah, that's fine. So you got 10 to 11 years of Celtic domination. The starting five were incredible. I believe all of them became Hall of Famers at one point. Mm. Um, so you got your Havlicek towards the end. You got your your Kuzi. Yep. Um, oh man, Bill Russell's that's Aaron Bill Russell, of course. Yeah. But I'm saying like, okay, so you got this five up against everybody else. The league only had so many teams. This is before the split of the ABA and NBA. Mm-hmm. So I've had some of my basketball like experts point out that, well, they weren't really professionals at that time. Sorry, when you got a, a minimum amount of teams against each other and still there's a college basketball system coming through, you have good players coming through. Mm-hmm. These guys were still playing on the courts in New York, yeah. Philadelphia, so on and so forth, like playing street ball. So, there was a way you were coming up. They were against good players of that era regardless, okay? Bill Russell right now would still be a good player. Wilt Chamberlain would still be a good player. I don't think so. <laughs> Wilt had the height. He never yeah. had the competition. No, no, he had he the height. He never had the competition, He man. had the arm span. The things that become But he never had the competition, man. No, but the and he was be- getting fucked up before every game. Because there was no competition. Well, dude, that became so it's up like in, when that you became when up you until, have competition. That became up, up into the eighties. That's where guy. the era. That's where the era changes. That right? became up into the eighties because the, the NBA had to get rid of all them drugs and shit. Yo, that's what I'm saying though. That's where the game changes. That's where the game changes. No, 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 That's where the errors matter. That's my, think, that's my argument. I think that Wilt today would have averaged because of height, wingspan, court vision. Um, in today's game, I'm talking about today's game. In today's game in mind. In today's game of mind. And I'm saying because he had the physical He's attributes. talking about physical attributes. Yes, physical tra- attributes. Doesn't matter, man. And skill set. A big man barely matters in today's game. Dude. That's a totally different discussion. If you can pass, if you could pass, you could still play low post smartly. You could still rebound. You are relevant as a big man. Okay? Um, relevant. 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 That's not a very big word. No, relevant. <laughs> relevant you know is I mean? a big word. I know some relevant rappers, but no, you know, relevant. They're not great. <laughs> they're not great. Relevant's <laughs> a big word because you still have you still have your Anthony Davis. Yeah. You still yeah. have your cousins, which I think is a goof. Um, <laughs> like you have these players still, like Pau Gasol. He was a decent Soft. to a good. 
the Gasol. Sorry, the Gasols. The Gasols is is. Gasols is is is. Yeah. Okay. Um. Mark Gasol, for example. That offense and defense would go through him. They were a playoff team virtually every year that he was there, except for probably his first season. Um, big men do matter. Will Chamberlain. <laughs> big men matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the hashtag yo, that yo, comes out. Anyways, anyways, So, so Mark is nowhere near. The player that Wilt was. No. no. Okay. You're right. You're All right. right. Yeah. So Wilt would probably average in today's game. He might average about 22, 23 points. He Genius. would definitely average close to when he's in his prime. About rebounds. Maybe, maybe, 18. maybe. I'm saying about assists. He'd wow. average about eight to 10 assists because he was able to because he had that vision. And he would easily average about 11 to 12 rebounds. Okay. He would be a Hall of Famer <clears throat> even right now. Now, you saying that. Dude, I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man. The game is a lot quicker. You're telling me that guy can get back on D as quick as you want him to be? Pardon? I mean, yes. You know, yes. yes. Have you seen, you have you seen footage of this man playing? As, he was not a lazy man. Be, we have as quick as you want him to be? We have yes. Now. In this era? Because you would have the coaching to develop and make him okay. that way. In this game, with this game in mind, though, right? That's, yes. That's, that's you're making this argument with this game in mind. Not like, it's not like. He's bringing his skills from back then to this game now. It, it's like, like that would not be a competition. Like you know what I mean? Like he'd have. But to, if he was born in this era, oh, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what Dude, he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that okay? Is that? Nah, my thing is if you're picking him up and you're dropping. Oh him no, 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 I'm oh, saying that no. if, if no you way. picked up Will Chamberlain, rookie year, second year, and transferred him into this era, this era, and you got to play college ball, and he and got all to that. play okay. not even yeah. college ball, but I'm saying he had the coaching or the the. Kinesiologist to work yeah, with him yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel to you. physically condition him. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. And he was a because he was he was a competitive dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't as competitive as Bill Russell. Yeah, He'll yeah, admit yeah. that, but he wanted to be good or better. Yeah, yeah There yeah. are so many stories of Wilt, the deficiencies he had in his game, and over the years how he developed and evolved and yeah, got yeah. better, and not just. Slightly better, exponentially. I'm just better. saying, man. Will Chamberlain in the Instagram era might be caught in oh, a lot of trouble, man. That might, yo, yo, Will Chamberlain in the NBA yo, era, okay. he'd be done. He'd be, yo, he'd just be done. He'd be, he was, he was running game with no IG. It'd, it'd be Wilt and Jr. would be hanging out, and yo, the NBA for would real. like kibosh that business. Yeah. It'd be like, yo, these two can't, yo. No, IG would be banned in NBA after that. But anyways, anyways, as we let's digress, bring it back to, let's bring it back to hip hop because let's that was like one hip-hop. long metaphor for, <laughs> for hip hop, right? Yeah, yeah, eras, eras, so, so eras, yeah, so eras, so so, and I'm just I talking right now. This is dope. All right, all right, so you cannot compare. You cannot. Well, Kumori can only be compared to a certain point. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Kumori. Multisyllabic, I used to or even Kumodi. just like his his monosyllable rhymes, but the the velocity, the delivery that he had, could only be compared to about like maybe eighty nine, ninety. Okay, those rappers, because yep. his style was ahead, even for eighty two, eighty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's, let's just put it there. And it was a building block. People listened to him, and they took that shit, and they built upon it. All right. Yeah. Can you compare Run DMC to Rado? No. No. You can't. No. You can't do that. Well, 
game. It's not the same game. The game like, has changed. The game does listening change. To, listening to, like, the last Tribe record. And, Steve, you're the one that pointed this out to me, man. You were like, yeah, that's a good record. It's a, it's a good record, but I don't know. I'm even trying to, like, paraphrase right, it, man. Give it a shot. I'm trying to paraphrase it. <laughs> but what, what did you think about the last Tribe record? I don't remember what I told you. I remember, I remember that it was, it, it just sounded fun, but it sounded like just a bunch of old guys doing their thing. Exactly. Okay. Damn. So there you go. There you go. But Damn. you know what? But no. that's not a bad that's thing. That's not a bad thing. Yo, Steve, thing. that's what I'm saying. And okay. like, man, people get it twisted. You say old, and people old automatically is, yeah, think yeah, bad. Yeah. But it's just like that's not bad, man. Yeah. Guess what, man? Okay, Bill right, Withers right. was 32 when he made his first like record, man. Jay Z, 26. Like, yeah, it's like. Jay is like what close to fifty right now, like getting on it. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's nothing wrong with being old. It's just that you should be making different records than what the youth are making. Yeah, and it's like Q-Tip's one of my favorite rappers. I know what I'm getting with Q-Tip. I'm getting that nasal flow. I'm getting a certain rhyme pattern. Yeah, but I'm getting like his production as well, right? So it's like you don't want trap. No, I don't. No, no, I don't want trap. But but if trap. If Tip was to do trap, it would be Tip doing trap. And I think that would, and I don't would know, be, I think that would still be kind of dope. That's what I'm saying. No, but I'm saying, but yeah. yeah, exactly. What yeah. I'm saying is that Tip is such a good producer. He's like, he's like a comparison of, uh, of, uh, oh my God, Barry Gordy, Motown, um, Smokey Robinson. Okay. Okay. Smokey Robinson was able to, be a great songwriter in many eras of soul, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, up until, like, maybe about the 80s, all right? Uh, now, all I'm saying is that these rhymes can only be compared to their era. Yeah. That's all they can be compared yeah. to. Yeah, that's, that's the way, like, when we, you're having that conversation, that's like, the only way you can do it is you can bring the best of the eras. Yeah. And then... You could pick your favorites out of the that group that's left. Then standing, the question right? becomes, what was their influence? Yeah. And I think the that lineage, honestly is the lineage. I yeah. think that is like the defining line of they were good in that era, but what did that lead to next? Who had the biggest influence? Exactly. Who, influence. Who's son the most son? Yeah. Who's son who the most sons? Who has who's the most sons? sons? For real. So I yeah. was listening to this interview and People out there in podcast land, um, one of these rappers, and I'm not trying to be like shady or nothing like that because I like to name names because I don't know any of these people and I'll probably never meet them in my life. <laughs> right. So <laughs> they were just saying that, trying to point out that Eminem's influence was minor. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. And it was a good rapper that was saying this. I, I and I just was thinking... Do you listen to rap? Yeah. If there's one thing <laughs> like you, you give them, it's got to be that. Yeah. You do this music and you're not like, you you're not like a little Uzi Vert. You're not a little Yachty that's only like been in the game for maybe one Three or two years. years. I remember, Max. I remember that this person's been in it for at least five to 10. I need, yo, someone watching or listening to this is going to know, <laughs> um, but they ain't going to be able to respond. But anyways, and I was just listening. I was like, yo. Like, where'd you listen? Eminem's influence? I mean, people have issues with Eminem just because of race and all that. Yeah. Um, but 
the way that this was coming across was as though this person did not listen to rap. That's crazy. I think you have to be able to separate your oh. your opinion from what the scope of things are. Yeah. Regardless of if you're a fan of Eminem or not, doesn't doesn't change the fact that he sunned a lot of sons in the game. And and okay, so all right, so we got post him before Rakim. Mm-hmm. Done. All right. Yeah. Jay, I think, is a defining line, but I know for a fact M is a defining yeah. line yeah. in the history of rap. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, and and even when it comes to the race of the game. Yeah, you know it's I mean? like and, it, and, it opened and up it, it, yeah, it doors really did for open it up. rappers and fans. And and I would say any I would say almost any white rapper that's come after N goes in and gets busy because that's the that's the, the that's mark. The and that's what they need to get in the game. It's uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's very true, actually. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, they so, get busy. M had a hard time, and I remember buying Eminem like guest appearance records and that, and uh, in the independent record surge of the late 90s, okay. And uh, well, I did a college radio show, that's just a background, okay. <laughs> just fit that you're gonna in. get little tidbits about his background as yeah. so. <laughs> M was running the Scribble Jam circuit at that time also in the battle raps. Juice, yeah, yeah. So Juice Juice and him or him and Cage, like, those are good battles, all right? Scribble Jam was a an event, and I say was, forgive me if anybody out there knows that Scribble Jam still goes on. But anyways, Scribble Jam was a big <laughs> thing out in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, of just celebration of, of rap. And the... Uh, New Music Seminar, before that was like a big battle, uh, battles that would happen. And then uh, Clark Kent took it over. Yes. And continued the so, battles. See, this man's a smart man. He knows his history <laughs> yeah. very well. Um, so Eminem, we had Cool G Rap. We had Rakim. We had those guys that were doing polysyllable rap. So that's more syllables than one rhyming together. In, in line, so they'd fuse about chain a few, like about three, four, five rhymes together that would work together in from line to line. They'd match up. M would do this all over the place, all over the place. Yeah. Okay, he so didn't stop. It, and it's like people still were not rhyming like Cool G Rap and Rakim, besides the Queensbridge Cats and a few others. When M came out. Everybody started trying to rap like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The complexities of rap were exposed, and it made people push themselves further. But also outside of just like outside of uh, like the minority community. Yeah, for real. It became like jazz music. It got taken away from the people that actually brought it at that moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Eminem like. People after him, they got it a bit easier. Yeah, yeah. He sure. set the bar high. He broke the door down. He's, he he broke the door down. He's still a white dude living <laughs> in the white world. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in, in the in the landscape of hip hop. Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. So it's more like okay, this guy's good. Well, all right, let's give this other dude a try, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and and so. Post Eminem also exist. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's real. But that's the same era, Jay Z. But like you were so saying that's before, saying. It's like, like, like yeah. Rakim exists in the same era where Kane exists in that 
they both yes. kind of have a pre and a post. And, and I grew up in that era, and those arguments would always take place. Those were the ones I always I always equivalent the uh, the Kane versus Rakim with the Nas versus Jay Z. Okay, so so you have who is the biggest? Jay Z, Biggie, or Nas? Yeah. So before them, it was who was the biggest? Kane, Rakim. Or KRS. Oh, KRS. Okay. And Cool G was in there too. Sorry. So yeah, Cool G. Cool G was in there. But no, Cool G was in there. Yeah. But because he was associated also with the Juice Crew, he got super. It's like he's. But Cool G was cold. Yeah. yeah. So it's like those four were the big ones right there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and then you move on into this Jay Z, Biggie, and Nas, and I remember Jay Z saying that I was like, dude. You ain't even in their fucking league right now. At that point, it was more wishful thinking. Yeah, it was more wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, he was you know like talking himself up. Yeah. He was yeah. talking himself up into that weight class. Yeah, yeah. And and whatever. So let it be. It just happened. You got to do Because he put that, in the work, right? You got to put in the work. And he, he put, put it in existence. You got to put that shit in the universe. Yes. Go get it. Yeah. It's not like one of those people that just talks like I'm doing right now. <laughs> and just talks like I'm doing right now. And <laughs> nothing like follows through after that, right? Yeah. yeah. No, he had results. Even though his second record was lackluster, even you could argue with me. Third one, eh, we had this episode talk? How many how many classics does he have? How many is he cla- how many classics does he have in your mind? Jay. Classics is a very loose word. I mean, yo, you you're a very you're a man of uh classic in the hip hop head. Classic to I mean classic yeah. Okay. You know what right, I all right, all right. you know what I mean. I, I know <laughs> what I feel I'm not gonna. I know how I feel personally. I think that that that. I think that in everyone's circle of rap appreciation, and I'm gonna say this safely, people do not see Jay as having more than six really good records. Yeah, Jay, uh, Jay doesn't. Jay doesn't think he has Jay doesn't. No, I don't. Jay, no, Jay, Jay himself will tell you he has six classics. And it's like, Jay, good. You give yourself six, I'll give you four or five. So we got, of course, we have Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable, Reasonable Doubt. That's like unquestionable. Yeah. Okay. We have Blueprint. Blueprint. Yeah. Okay. Blueprint. Black Album. Black Album. Those are the three undisputable. And undisputable. so then From we there, get into, argue. then we get into the, the next category. Yeah. Okay. So those are the three that you cannot argue with. Yeah. Okay. Now we get into which I, one I really like because of production, uh, even though it was for a movie. Yo, uh, American Gangster. American Gangster. I'll, I'll argue that one all day. I think I think that is like one of the best ones. Yeah, bro. Except I, I there's two that songs the that I think are bullshit. But anyways, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> But the the good songs are just like they're so good. Mm-hmm. And the last record, I really like the last record a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, and I'll put those five, and then I get debatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm, becomes I'm in the same place. Is it maybe his second record I like a lot because it has um, volume one from that, that's volume one. Yeah, all the primos. All the primos on there except it has what a boy's like. Which <laughs> right, is a terrible. Song. That it's makes a it shit song. that takes it down. It has so low to me. You belong to the city, which I is a fucking like, terrible. I kind of like that. Uh, song. I like Teddy Riley, <laughs> and I was just like, and okay, that song. <laughs> I remember listening to it. In the ribbon of darkness, he's a man of night. 
This happens sometimes on the podcast. Welcome sometimes, to Now You Know Podcast. Yeah, sometimes we just got to sing it sing out. Sing it out. We just got to sing it out. You weren't even feeling it when we were singing it? Ness's eyes are closed right now. Yeah. <laughs> just just because this is not a visual medium. I'm going to say that right now. I like that song. Chad Hugo on saxophone. Really? Yeah. That's a fact. Oh, he just uses... That. All I hear is that damn saxophone off the original <laughs> that they sampled, and I'm just like, that is the worst. Oh, maybe it's because I just didn't like that song to begin with. Uh-huh. Because saxophones were put in so many of those 80s songs in a bad that way. were actually good and like ruined Ooh. by saxophones. Yeah. And and growing up, you you're like, oh my God, this song. And if you're not listening to like black radio and shit, like even though, even on those songs, like soul songs and shit like that. But anyways, you listen to these tunes and you're like, oh, another saxophone. <laughs> Again with the saxophone. Again. And you don't notice it when you're in the mix of living in that era. But definitely when they started coming back on like in the 90s, you started noticing like mid 90s when people started looking back on 80s music and the 70s are like, oh, my God. There's a lot of saxophone. There's a lot of saxophone in the 80s, now yeah, that I think about it. Yeah, yeah that's real. Damn. I call that, that Kenny was, G's come up. Yo, do we no. need to bring saxophone back? Is no, that what some, <laughs> some people try to do that. Saxophone's it's just back, like yeah. Those, Jason Derulo did it pretty just good. Like those, oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> just like those Phil Collins drums, man. That was huge. I can feel it. Anyway, so, uh, so. We won him over. Yo, yo, I always sing, man. Like, I sing songs all the time to myself. Man. I always sing to myself. Being on this podcast. Being on this podcast. Freestyle. Manners to my right. And he's feeling all right. And he's feeling all right. Hey. Yeah. All right, anyway. So <laughs> that was an interlude for all interlude. people out there. All right. How long have we gone oh, about long. talking about nothing? Uh, yo, that's what a podcast <laughs> that's is what all we about. Do, that's man. what we do, actually. Here. <laughs> about a half hour. About a half hour. Yo, did I say how much I don't like LL Cool J? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yo, okay, wait. Let me argue this with you one time. You don't like radio? Yo, that first record, that first album is good, but I I only say it's good because I know he's a teenager that made that record. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, okay. everything else is garbage. All Something I know like is a phenomenon. Oh, see, see, that's where those those beats are good. Yeah. But I think that LL got in the trap of not growing up. Not oh, yeah, growing yeah. up. And I I always held that against him. Was mm. that in that era of the late 90s, someone had to actually grow up Damn. and become an adult. And it wasn't him. And it wasn't him. And it should have been him, but it, it wasn't him. It should have been. If, he was he, the elder if there was, if it was, that could have been monumental. He grew up in rap. Yeah. He had access to <laughs> so much good production. People wanting to give him things. You could still be the lover man. You could still be all that business. You could still be Mr. I want you in the sheets kind of thing. Yeah. But make a song that is actually talking about where you are Damn. in life. Damn, so you weren't feeling head sprung. Shout out to Timbo. Yo, I love Timbo. What was that danger hand? 
I that mean, was probably they, dating. They, they were the same thing at that <laughs> era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Real. Uh, Yo, to take us to take us way back from the first tangent we ran away from. What's old school to the kids at three nine three right now? Oh well, we just talked about that. Was that it's like, and I don't want to talk for them, but it. it Okay, so another one of my jobs that I do, I travel around the province doing um, music workshops with kids, storytelling, writing lyrics, talking about the history of rap. The one thing I find about in the city, and and I'm not going to down talk anyone, actually, if they're into rap, is that this city, and I don't know about anywhere else, but parents and older siblings were really good at passing down things. Mm. So it's like, a kid will talk about Tupac, but randomly would come out with a reference to Black Moon. Whoa. And I'm just okay. like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. And it's like, okay, well, cool. Oh, your mom was really into NWA. Yeah, but then they'll have a quote from Black Sheep. <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's and so that. it's like, that is really... There is an understanding of what old school is, but beyond, like, say, anything that's, I would say, prior to maybe 92, 93. Yeah, it stops. It stops. There. That's all old school to them, yeah, which is yeah. cool. That's fair. But also, anything prior to five years from now is also old school. And that's, that's and, where our mark is. We don't call it old school, but you know, an older pick is five years ago yes, because and, music's changed by then. And, so and, 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 yeah. and, and 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 that I would agree with. It's like, but I think that there is a definite marking in terms of production. Yeah. In terms of of rhyme styles, um, that takes place and gets renewed like every six to seven years, maybe. Yeah. Um, but you can't call it old school. No. Because the actual old school has nothing in common with what was middle school. <laughs> or it, like it doesn't it really doesn't we're at a point where there is a middle school there yeah, is like it really where there is a middle school now thing. there's like a middle school now like i have i remember growing up and cats that i like lived in my neighborhood and they did not want to hear anything prior to like 88 that's crazy and this is like tough. and this is like this is like 92 93 this is the we herald though it's like, like the golden era right and once like, once wu-tang came out I remember dude's bedroom were like, yo, man, I want to listen to that business. What is that? If it ain't grimy, you know what I'm saying? Like, if there ain't crazy styles, you, you know, see how I don't those guys dress? Nah, man, that ain't, that ain't what we're about right now. This is real hip-hop business. Like, yo, guy, that's the stuff that came from before. Yo, but like, Mance was just like a cowboy dog. Pardon? Mance was dressed like a cowboy. Yeah, they dress like cowboy. They dress <laughs> like rhinestone. Lest we forget, you know what it's I mean? It's like, like they dress, they dress up with some Ashley string up in their like, jackets and things. You know what I mean? Like, but, I'm just saying. But, but things have come full circle. Yeah, people are crazy. Dressed, people dressing like dressing out there now. now, right? If you but, saw a rhinestone cowboy <laughs> rapper right now, you'd, you'd be like, it. okay. It just is. He maybe would is. have some colored there dreads, but a rhinestone cowboy rapper out there right now. And and it's like the way that the. The expression is right now in terms of dress. I have no problems with that. No, because that's what rap's been about. It's been about the expression. It's been about rebellion and exploration. And it's like, yo, these cats that are clowning on these dudes right now, 
there is something before 85, 84 that you should be clowning too, that we all consider real hip hop and all that sort of stuff. Like that wouldn't fly right now. And again, it comes down to eras. Yeah. It comes down to eras, right? And it's like every person for themselves, man. And um, it's uh, also, well, we could get into this whole idea of like homophobia and all that too. So, Mm. um, but yeah, it's, it's, this is, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I think that some people are lazy right now in rap. Yeah. Absolutely. That's real. But 100%. nobody want to write because I'm such lyrics. a nerd on rap. If I could see a pattern that is actually developed and and a style, it's like I could let it go. Oh, it's yeah. like it's got to be. If it's cool. Yeah, it's and it's cool. new. Yeah, it's like, yo, oh, that's why you put in that. Yeah, that's why you're not having the rhyme right there. That's why your your six syllables end up on this on this bar. Oh, or on this on this beat. I get it. My my qualm with this era is is uh, back in the day, you used to get in trouble for biting. Nowadays, oh, it's all about nah, that's, it, that's like the entry point. That's that. That's, that's what you gotta do. And, that's what you gotta do. And, and, Everybody wants an ASAP Rocky type beat. I mean, cats are looking for whatever type beat. It's like you're literally just trying to bite that man's holsties and, to get on, and that's the part I find corny. And yeah. I don't know if that's just because there's no record labels anymore or or the self-policing. It's like, in terms of, because the internet is such a wild thing right now, naturally there'll be people copying each other. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. less gatekeepers. They're exactly. There's a lot exactly. less gatekeepers who are saying, no, we got that already. <laughs> so it's like, if if you got... Uh, let's say Malik over there in in Miami, and he's making a sound, and then you got Jackson over there in like Chattanooga, and he's making a sound, but they sound very similar. And then there's a bunch of dudes in Malik's neighborhood that just really like a sound. So instead of getting just Malik out there, you have twelve. Yeah. And dude in Chattanooga that makes the same kind of music as Malik now. There might be about six, eight, maybe 20 of them. So instead of having just one or two of them sounding kind of similar, yeah. you got all these dudes. And they, they and women. Um, do, and I say dudes universally. Yeah. Universal dudes. Sorry, Absolutely. it's universal dudes. Okay? <laughs> universal dudes. Sounding very similar. It's because there's no gatekeepers anymore. Yeah. And people like what they like. So, I'm sorry. I like Panda. I don't care if it sounds like future. I just a dope song. <laughs> and it was a good one. I just a dope song, and I might not like too much more of his of his shit. But Panda slaps. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, there, there's definitely moments. There's definitely yeah. like these moments. Yeah. But it's just like when you want to pattern your whole shit against mm-hmm. something that already exists, and there's nothing of yourself in that. Yeah. It's just pantomime. I would like to think that's, you won't go very far like crazy. that, but I mean. Yeah. Well. Know. Time will tell. I feel like honesty is like the is the the key thing in in the game. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like if as long as you're honest, it's gonna shine through, and I'm gonna see that, and I think like it's gonna be receptive the same way by the masses. You know what I mean? Like, regardless of what what the popular thing is, like if you're doing something that's like worth something, I guess like it's gonna it's gonna show. You know? They say like an artist takes about seven years or ten thousand hours of work, whatever it is, to develop their own voice. Mm. We have to remember that these are 
I'm gonna say this in a non-condescending way. These are young adults. These are kids. kids. Yeah. These are kids. Yeah, man. That have been probably rapping. They've known rap for all their life, but they've only been rapping maybe for three years. Yeah. And all of them are emerging at once because of the internet. Yeah. And they've been exposed to something that was very popular for the five years prior to them coming out, basically. Yeah. And what made them want to make music. Also, this is a thing that has to be considered. The thing that made them want to make music, they were able to make music immediately. Yeah, right. right. That's where the, the lack of a gatekeeper really I yeah. think, has an effect. And it's like in prior generations of music makers. Wow. I just heard Kane rap. I just heard Cool G. I just heard like. A song by Slick Rick. Oh, sorry. Slick Rick was also oh, the shit. equation. We didn't even talk Slick about Rick Slick Rick was also Rick. the equation, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just heard Slick Rick. Wait. I'm 15, 16 years old. I don't know anybody with a studio. Straight up, though. Everything is, everything is so accessible. And so, and, exactly. So and it's like your style, your voice, now you are working on. You're writing rhymes until you meet Homeboy down the street or... Homeboy that has a connection to Uptown. Yeah. And then it's, it's about like, who knew who. Who knew who. But that whole filtration, that time, made you develop a certain maturity For sure. in your style. And appreciation. Because you weren't the same person that heard Cool Keith rap for the first time. You weren't that same person. You weren't that same person that heard Dana Dane rap for the first time. Knock off. <laughs> 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 you, <laughs> yo, that was so Canadian. Anyways, you you weren't that same person anymore. You've heard other people rap that really influenced you. So now you become this amalgamation of styles. You've had people come up to you and say, "You're biting. Stop that shit." Yeah. Now that doesn't happen. No, man. Now it's like, You're yo, yo, yeah, yeah. You are a hater, and 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 so you are you. Well, no idea is original. They also you, say that too. They right? also say that, right? So it's like you should be yeah. you should be synthesizing information. That's what just happens in life. Synthesizing. Yeah, that's synthesizing. Like so it's that. like you research, you research, and then all the ideas that you've read about, you stick onto the ones that make sense to you. And, and then those ideas become what you become are. Become who you are. Like and that. it becomes unique because so, of the different. Yeah, exactly. Together. Yeah. So yeah. when someone says, you believe this, and you're like, yes, because of A, B, and C. Yeah. Uh-huh. But source C did not believe what you believe in right. completely. They believed in what their sources were telling them it made sense to like. And so right? on and so forth. And so on and so forth. And that's how knowledge gets passed. But knowledge now, wave. right now. No, it's a real thing, man. But right now, it's like these kids want to express. These young adults, these teenagers want to express. And we're telling them no. And I, I mean, like, good or bad, whatever for society. But expression, it's expression. It's your soul, man. The only question I ever ask is why. Because they want why? to. Why, though? Why do they want to? Well, no. Well, yeah. What's the motivation? Because if the motive... Why do like, you want to swim? Yeah. Like, why does a bird fly? <laughs> no, but why do you want to... Like, why do you want to... <laughs> why do, do I hate running? 
No, but I, that's the only question I want to ask. Yo, okay. Because that, that's What is the question of why Why do they do it or why do they bite? No, no why it's do just they like, do it? Why, why do you want to continue to do this? What, what is it? Why? Passion. That's what I want the yeah. answer to be. Right. Right? That's what I want the answer to be. Rich, famous, fuck that shit. Because if you do you know that, what I mean? that's, you're just that's not what the I'm next man. That's, that's not what I'm trying to do. how they it's, got it. It's cool you know to I mean? listen to the evolving, and, and it might be the team, and I know you've, you've posted things about this on Facebook. Mm. So the whole evolving of, of the artists. So Little Yachty and Listen to Amigos. And I'm, I'm just picking those two, okay? Easy picks. So easy picks, like me, because I could follow them from their beginning. Absolutely. Okay, right. so it's like Migos, their style, Biter Drake. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> but then that goes into the whole thing about Drake. Let's, 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 and then we got it also. Just, it just keeps coming back to this whole like, you know, so on and so forth thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when you get into Migos and you get into the Yachty. Their whole idea of what rap is or was slowly evolved. Yeah. There are interviews that I listen to Yachty now, and I'm just like, dude's gone back and actually listened to some things or thought about things that he grew up listening to and didn't know they had an influence on him. Because it was youth. Youth, you think like, no one's saying nothing to you. You think, yeah, yeah, it's passing by so quick. You don't have time to go and wave at the trees and that thing. Like, to watch them grow. Why do I care? It's a tree. I'm going to put mine over here. This is my tree. This is my tree. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's a bunch of trees down the block. I didn't invent the tree. No, Bradrew, you didn't invent the tree. <laughs> yeah, what these trees say, though. Yeah, what these but trees, what these trees say. Yo, check the leaves but out on that's these trees. Good, that's good, though. But it's like, no, for real. It, it's, it's, it's... So... The gatekeepers, Clem. The gatekeepers. We don't have that anymore. We don't no. have the slow funnel of music anymore. You know? For better or worse. For better or for worse. Yeah, exactly. And I think that everyone at this table, Mana included, of course. Shout out, Mana. Shout out, Mana. Always. <laughs> is we gravitate to music we actually like. Yeah. Okay? Everyone listening to this podcast, the same thing. If you think something's shit, and it reaches your ear, you ain't going to go back to it. Someone else may. But for you, that's a dead issue. Next man's man's treasure. Next man's trash. Another man's fancy bathtub. So anyways, (laughs) you're going to bathe in it. Oh, I love this song. No, it's trash, man. Yo, so. (laughs) But yeah, man, it it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. I think it's time that we get back into uh, format. 